Assalamu alaikum sisters and welcome to the Soulpreneur Life podcast. This is episode 1 and I am so excited to be here with you and uh, subhanallah this like podcast has been on my vision board and on my dream bucket list for too long and I'm so grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who has facilitated this to actually happen and come out into existence and um, change lives inshallah that is my aim. Before we start, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, wa salatu wa salam ala rasulihi al-kareem, amma ba'd. All praises to Allah, the Lord of the universes, and the best of salutations and blessings be upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, his honored messenger. And truly, truly, honestly, I am so grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he, ha- he is allowing this to happen, and I am truly praising him from the bottom of my heart because um, if it was not for his um, enabling of me then I would not be here recording this podcast for you and sharing my message with you so alhamdulillah 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 Um, and let's start so the topic for today is um, what is your why and subhanallah like i if you joined if you have joined any of my courses if you've done any coaching with me um if you've done any work with me you will see that i always always start with this question what is your intention what is your why and why do i do it because subhanallah if you open any uh, of the not books of the scholars they will always start and even if you open any hadith book of the prophet uh, of a hadith a book of hadith the first hadith is always um surely actions are according to intentions and the hadith is much longer but uh, suffice to say i'm going to stick with that bit so Allah subhanahu the Prophet said, surely actions are by intentions. And whenever you talk about like if you study fiqh or if you study any science, they talk about the intention. So before you do salah, what is your intention? Before you do wudu, what is your intention? Before you do uh, such an such act, what is your intention? It's all about intention, subhanAllah. So um, because the Prophet said, actions are according to intentions and there's like two different meanings to this hadith actually which people miss sometimes uh, one uh, everyone knows the one common one but they miss the second one uh, but subhanallah you know i know you've come here to this podcast because you resonate with being a spiritual entrepreneur a coach or a healer and you're trying to uh, change the world with your services to make a difference and uh, inshallah i know that if you resonate with my message then you are trying to probably do it for the sake of Allah but I just want you to connect with it even more and make that part of your purpose so I want you to reflect I want you to think I want you to uh, make sure that you have a massive massive why behind your business and this is so important because if you don't have a massive why that is bigger than you that is bigger than your business that is bigger than you know bigger than the world literally you will you will not be able to succeed in your business because subhanallah you know when we you will find out especially if you're starting off you will find out as you go on the business journey there are so many hurdles there are so many challenges 
there is so much work that you have to do on your own personal development there's so many boundaries you have to set there's so many like everything in your life has to change for you to be able to set up a business especially if you like a muslim woman muslim woman who really values her home life um, you know her relationships in her home like with her husband and her children then even more so you have to literally uphold and change so many things in order to uh, accommodate your business and have success in your business in your life so it's a really steep learning journey there's so many challenges um, there's so many obstacles that you have to overcome and there's so many like barriers within yourself that you have to break through in order to have the success that you want and subhanallah you know if anyone ever told you that business is easy then they've they've lied to you it, it's 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 it it is easy and it can be easy but it's also hard and it does take a, a high level of commitment it takes a high level of energy and it takes a lot of uh, zeal and willpower but subhanallah you know we can't just rely on willpower there are going to be days where you literally going to feel like giving up there's going to be days where there's going to be months maybe uh, where you're not going to have any sales i've been there when i first started my business i didn't have a single sale and nobody wanted to sign up for my coaching for a good six six months uh, so the first client i got was after about six months and why is that because that's, it takes time. It takes time for you to discover yourself as a business owner. It takes time for you to discover yourself as a coach. It takes time for you to discover who you are as a marketer. It takes time for you to build those relationships with people so that they trust you and they like you and they sign up to your work. So it all takes time and there's a lot of challenges, like I said. And you can only get through those challenges if you have a massive why. If you are super clear on what you're doing and why you're doing it. And I know that if you're listening to this podcast, then subhanAllah, you, uh, you are uh, someone who is spiritually connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is your main reason for doing a lot of the things that I do, that you do. And this is where, like I know I went through this struggle and I see a lot of sisters going through this struggle. They're trying to make money in their business and they're struggling to match that goal of making money with their spiritual purpose in this life. And they're trying to, you know, they feel a disconnect. Like, can I be a good Muslim? Can I be a spiritual Muslim and have a thriving business? Can I be a spiritual person and have a lot of money? And how do these two things come together? And there's this battle and that battle can really hinder your progress in your business. It can hinder your ability to help, to serve, to, you know, change the world one person at a time. So it's so important that you resonate and you uh, develop a massive why for your business. And it, uh, so connect, subhanAllah, because, you know, we have been created by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for one purpose. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ And you're going to hear me repeat this verse throughout my podcast. And it's, you know, the verse that I open my podcast with because, subhanAllah, for me, my purpose is everything. I'm, I want to make sure that everything I do on this dunya resonates with my purpose. And how do I know my purpose? As Muslims, you know, we're so lucky, subhanAllah. We are so blessed that we don't have to go out there on a soul-searching journey to find out what our purpose is. What is the purpose of my existence? We don't have to do that. 
We have the Quran. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who created us, who knows us, who loves us, and who knows what is best for us. He gave us a message and in that message, he has shared everything that we need to know about our lives. And because he knows us, because he created us, because he loves us, we know that whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said is the best thing for us. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ I have not created the jinn and the human beings except to worship me. Except to worship me. Like, can you see Allah is ruling out everything else and saying there is no purpose for my creation of the jinn and the human beings except that they worship me. That is the only purpose. There is no other purpose to our existence apart from worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And worship includes serving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, includes pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, includes loving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the word, word ibadah has a bigger meaning than what we understand. And so if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created us for this only purpose, this only purpose of worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and serving Him, then how does your business fit in with that? And so many sisters struggle with this idea because they're like, you know, we've been given all these messages about how like being rich and how the poor will enter Jannah first. And so you have all these ideas which you associate with being rich. And you often think that actually like being poor or not having money is better uh, in the sight of Allah. So you uh, struggle to accommodate these two things. How can I worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and at the same time want to have money in my business by working on my business? And I'm going to share with you that the way you do that is by connecting your business to a bigger purpose of worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And how do you do that? So automatically, you know, when you take this approach, there are going to be certain kind of businesses which you cannot do. And this is who we are. We are here to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we follow the set limits set by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you, they, you, you cannot sell, like the clear ones are like, you cannot sell alcohol, you cannot sell drugs. They're actually very lucrative businesses which you can make a lot of money from, but you, you will not do that because that goes against the principle of worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then if you know, if you go deeper and deeper into that, then you know, you will, uh, it just even if you're a coach or someone, you will not post pictures of yourself without hijab on uh, social media, for example. You will not go there because that goes against what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promotes. You will not uh, post pictures of other sisters without their hijab because that again goes against what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promotes. And this isn't about judgment. It's just about getting clear that you are doing what you are doing to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to worship him. So automatically you have to exclude anything in you from your business that goes against what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala advises. So um, uh, automatically that has to happen. And Secondly, uh, so firstly, there's that. And then secondly, whatever you are doing, you have to find a way to connect it to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it's not a superficial kind of connection. You know, we can all do what I call Islamicizing. So uh, basically your real why isn't about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Your real why is something else. But what you do is you actually just 
sort of say, oh, well, but because I'm doing this, you know, this is why I'm doing it. And this is how it's for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you include a bit of inshallah, alhamdulillah, and Allahu Akbar in your writings. And you say, okay, this is Islamic now. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about something deep, something within your soul, something that is resonating with the fact that you are here to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if you are here to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and I want you to think about how, what gifts has Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you? What talents has Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala given you? And if you are here to worship Allah, and that is our only purpose, if we are only here to serve Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then how are you using your gifts and your talents to serve Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And suddenly you'll realize that it's actually um, an obligation in a way upon you to make sure that you do use your gifts and your talents to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that you actually because the best kind of worship the best kind of shukr the best kind of gratitude the highest level of gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that you use what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you to serve him and I've got another episode where I talk about shukr, but uh, just to kind of say that that the highest level of shukr, and shukr is part of ibadah, by the way, to have gratitude is part of ibadah. So the highest level of shukr is to use what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you to worship him and to serve him. So when you are doing your business, and I know that so many of you have such beautiful hearts, you have so much to give, you have so much uh, talent, you are literally wanting to help people, you want to change lives, you want to influence people for the good, you want to create services, you want to make people's lives easier, and yet you hold back. But I don't want you to hold back. Think about it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you these gifts. He's given you these talents which are unique to you. And you want to make sure that you use those gifts. You use those talents to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you worship him by serving his people. By serving his creation. By serving humanity. You use what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you to serve Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through serving the people and what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says uh, no the Prophet said that Allah is uh, in the assistance of his slave as long as the slave is an assistance of his uh, other people so as long as you are assisting others then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is assisting you so don't think of this as a money-making thing Yes, you will get money, inshallah. Uh, but your rizq is already written, my dear sister. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has already fixed the amount of money you're going to have in your life. There is no way that you can change what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has written for you. There is no way that you can uh, change what income you're going to make this month or the next month. You're going to get what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has written for you. So change your focus. Instead of chasing the money, focus on doing and worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Focus on serving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Focus on serving the people for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because suddenly when you do that, you are now going to collect reward for your next life. You are going to collect um, money 
in the next life. And subhanAllah, you know, the money in the next life is worth much, much more than the money you can collect in this life. The money that you're going to collect is going to help you to get into Jannah. The money that you're going to collect is going to help you to have the best of palaces. The money that you're going to collect is going to help you to have the best of gardens. The money that you're going to collect is going to help you to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The money that you're going to help is going to help you to enter the highest ranks of Jannah. So aim for that money. And as you aim for that, as you aim for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as you aim to get into Jannah, as you aim to serve Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take care of your dunya. He will take care of your needs in this world. He will give you whatever you need. He will provide you with the risk that you need. The risk will be a side product of you worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in a hadith, uh, no, the Prophet in a hadith, he said, uh, take in a direct translation, it means take care of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take care of you. So what does that mean? Can we take care of Allah? No, we can't. Subhanallah, we can't. We seek refuge in Allah to even think that. But what does that mean then? It means that if you take care of what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded you to do, if you focus on serving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if you focus on leaving what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made um, illegal or haram, and if you focus on doing what is right, if you focus on worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will put it upon himself to take care of you, to take care of your worldly needs. And subhanAllah, like there's so many hadith about this, that if you make the, whoever makes the dunya his biggest worry, then the dunya will, uh, you know, he will be chasing the dunya and he will never reach it. And whoever makes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala his biggest aim, then uh, the, uh, the dunya will come after him. And that is because when you do something to come closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you become the friend of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes you under his protection. And by his taking of you under his protection, he starts providing for you from where you do not expect. He starts looking after you. He starts giving you everything that you need to live, to survive, to thrive. And that is the key, my dear sister. We are so often misguided, and especially in this current world where there is with social media and every other person posting about their income and what they're getting in the dunya, we get distracted and we think that our purpose is to make money. And yes, that's part of our business and that there's definitely strategies and things that you can do towards that. But the first strategy that we need to employ is the strategy that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself has teach, taught us. Don't go looking for strategies outside the book of Allah first. The first source of knowledge for us is the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that whoever has fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whoever is God conscious, whoever keeps Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at the forefront of their mind before they do anything or watch anything or see anything or take an action, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give them from where 
they do not expect. So my dear sister, become conscious of Allah. Connect your why, connect the reason for your business to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you're selling a product, how are you, why are you selling that product? How are you serving for the sake of Allah? How are you making people's life easier for the sake of Allah? What are you teaching through that product? If you're coaching, what change are you creating for the sake of Allah? How is that change that you're going to create benefit the people and help them live a better life in this dunya and the next? Think about it, reflect on it and come up with a why that is much bigger than yourself. Because if you do that, you will never lose motivation. You will never uh, have to you know, convince yourself to continue working on the business. In those moments where you want to give up, you will remind yourself that you are doing this for the sake of Allah. And literally, you are doing this to build your akhirah and your dunya. And by focusing on that purpose and by realizing that actually, you know, you are making money in the akhirah, you are adding to that bank, you are saving, you are investing in your akhirah, you are investing in your jannah, you are investing in your forever. Can you believe that? You know, subhanAllah, we get so focused on investing in ourselves in this dunya, but what about investing in yourself forever, in the forever, in the infinity? You might live 70 years in this dunya, but you're going to live forever in your akhirah. Focus on investing in that and let Allah take care of your dunya. Let Allah take care of what you need. Let Allah take care of your provisions and watch, my dear sister. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will provide you from where you do not expect. He will do that for you. Trust him to do that for you and you do your job, which is to focus on serving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, on worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and using everything that he has given you to serve him. And that is um, my message for today. So once again, to remind you, the Prophet ﷺ said, every action is according to its intention. Connect your intention to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Make massive intention. May have a massive reason for what you're doing. And I, I promise you that I would tell you the other meaning of this uh, hadith. So the uh, the other side to this hadith is that we often we know that, oh, OK, every action is judged according to its intention. So even if, if we do uh, something good, but with the wrong intention, then that doesn't count as a good deed. But at the same time, the other meaning which the scholars have discussed with of this hadith, which is so intriguing and so I find so inspiring, is that they say that your intention causes your action. So your intention is the cause of your action. So uh, which we know, because if we don't intend to do something, then we're never going to do it. But at the same time, it's so inspiring because subhanAllah, like I know you have so many great ideas. You have so many things you want to do. Like this podcast was an intention. But if I kept being scared of making that intention and worried about how it's going to happen, I and didn't make the intention that this would never happen. But because I made the intention and I left it, I put it out there, I left it to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this has actually happened. So your intentions create your actions. They cause your actions. So intend, make big intentions, intend to do good, intend to create something amaz amazing. Imagine your uh, you know, business empire and the legacy that you're going to leave in this dunya after you die. Dare to imagine, dare to have big intentions, dare to intend, because those intentions are what are going is what 
what is going to create the results. Your intentions are going to create your results. Your intentions are going to create your actions. They cause them. And that is the other side of this hadith, which is not often discussed by many people, but is explained by the scholars. So um, I hope that you found this uh, episode inspiring and I hope that you're going to come back to me and share your why. And subhanAllah, you know, like not only don't make your why just about serving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but connect it to something personal for you. So, for example, for me, when I started my emotional healing coaching, I did that because and I still do that because I was that person who was uh, struggling so much when I got married the first time. There were so many problems that I was having. There was actually, you know, subhanAllah, there was nothing wrong with my husband, nothing really wrong with me. We, we, there was no like, I can't, I don't even blame him or blame myself. But we just had, I had so much emotional trauma. I had so much fear. I had so many negative patterns in my thoughts and my feelings that I didn't understand. And I wanted to get help. I tried to get help to fix it and to change it so that I could make my marriage work. But I, I, I tried so many avenues. I contacted so many people and I couldn't find anyone who had the same spiritual Islamic values as me to help me. And in the end, I had to resort to a non-Muslim lady uh, who actually caused a lot of damage for me in my life. And so when I did, you know, sort of uh, get divorced, I was emotionally broken. I was in so much pain. And then I had to work to build myself up. I made a promise to myself that I'm going to be there. I'm going to be available for those sisters who need that help. Because I know and I, I'm witness that there are sisters out there I've been there. I know that people are there who need that help, who need that support uh, that could save their marriage or at least save them from that severe pain that I experienced. So part of my the, I part of my why is also that I'm doing this for the sake of Allah, but it's also connected to a personal experience which I had, which I recognized and I wanted to uh, create a solution for. So I wanted to be available for anyone who needed help in that fashion. And again, with my business coaching, I've been there and I've been in that position where I had to go and find someone to teach me the spiritual side of business and then find another person to help me with the emotional challenges that I was facing in my business and then find another person to teach me the actual business strategy. So I had to work with different, different coaches to get everything I need. And it was a struggle. It was a struggle because the business coach didn't do the emotional parts and the emotion, uh, the, the business coach was actually a non-Muslim lady. And then I had to like fit, like I had to filter everything she said and think about oh, does this fit with my Islamic values or does it not and then go and find something like read myself or read or learn to make sure that everything matched my values and it was a challenge and so I recognized that need and I recognized that struggle and I want to create something where for the price of one of those courses sisters can now get all three things together in one package where they find a full solution for their business and they, something that helps them and motivates them and actually connects them to their purpose of serving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so they don't have that battle going on inside of themselves thinking that their business is taking them away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that's my like personal why 
uh, in addition to me using my gifts and talents to serve Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I could go on about my why for ages, but that's what you need to do as well. You need to be so super clear about your why. You need to communicate your why. You need to understand your why. And you need to use your why to drive you in your life and your business because that's the only thing that can drive you and help you to not lose motivation. So I hope that you're, inshallah, that you've been inspired. Uh, leave me a comment. Uh, let me know what aha moments you've had, what you've taken away. If you know any sisters who would benefit from this podcast and share this episode with them, inshallah, and um, help me to spread this message and help as many sisters as we can to change their lives and create successful businesses for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that benefit them in this world and the next. Jazakumullahu uh, khairan. You've been listening to Soul Prayer Life by Mariam Akram. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.